0: Today on Snail Trail 4x4, Jimmy fights with horses and Tyler tries to become a master debater.
1: Snail Trail 4x4 is brought to you by Bestline Racing. Bestline Racing has a complete lineup of performance additives for your engine's needs. From our oil additives to our fuel treatments, we have you covered for your hobby, tow rig, race car, or your daily driver. Check the show notes for your Snail Trail 4x4 discount at bestlineracing.com. Welcome one,
0: welcome all to the Snail Trail 4x4 podcast. If you like going off-roading in Toyotas, wrenching on Toyotas, camping in Toyotas, maybe even poking a lot of bit of fun at Toyotas, and of course, hearing about how awesome it is to drive Toyotas around on beaches, then this is the podcast for you. And you. And you over there. And hey, you. Even you in the Prius. This podcast is especially for you. Um, and especially my delivery drivers. We'll talk about that in a, few <laughs> a little bit. Mm-hmm. But uh, welcome everybody. This is episode 172 of the Snail Trail 4x4 podcast. My good buddy Jimmy over here um, is going to let us know uh, how great the podcast is, aren't you, buddy? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, we got Jim today. <laughs> We didn't didn't
2: get Jimmy today. We got Jim. (laughs) Yeah, this is the world's best off-roading podcast for Toyotas, Jeeps, and uh, Priuses if you live strictly in Northern California out by a tree. That works. Okay. (laughs) I like it. (laughs) So yeah, welcome, uh, Jim. (laughs) (laughs) to today's podcast (laughs) thanks yeah how's it going it's going pretty good how are you i'm doing good i'm doing good it's uh (laughs) uh, it was what is this friday we and friday friday yeah and we had a it's like fro yo we had a pretty uh rough well not rough we had a fun night last night where we went out to dinner and uh, went to Monk's cellar and mm-hmm. we had our some of our whiskey bottle Ooh. and uh, drank out of that. Um, the are they are
0: they still doing the um the was it the cask? What were they doing? Um, where they bought a specific barrel yeah. and then sold mm-hmm. the
2: bottles out of it? Yep, okay. exactly. Yeah, so we originally the we started with Dickel. Is what we With had. What? It was, it's the, the alcohol was called Dickel. Okay. Dickel whiskey. Thank you for the explanation. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not dick hole. <laughs> I was, I was like, okay. And I think I mean, you
0: guys can start however you want to start, but yeah.
2: <laughs> um, Dickel whiskey. Okay. Uh, was the first barrel that they okay. purchased. Um, and then I think we went to, and now we're on, um, I think it's Elijah Craig. Okay. And then, um, they just bought, uh, they just got another barrel in, um, and I forgot what that one, it might be, uh, I can't remember what it is at the moment, but so we sit, we have our Elijah, I think that's Elijah Craig, um, one that we have right now and we're drinking through those and we're going back and racing back and forth. And so, yeah, so the assistant had <laughs> a, um, a bad habit, okay, which has like, uh, it's like it's more or less an old fashioned, but it has um, like absinthe sprayed in the glass, like with a mister yeah. okay. at first, um, and then a, it has a big stone in it. Mm-hmm. And then uh, she had a paper plane, um, and I don't know exactly what yeah. that is, but it's more of a it's a fancy drink comes in a tall glass, you know, like a yeah. sort of like martini looking glass, but rounder. Nice. Um, and then I had a I had a beer, and then I had an old fashioned. Okay. And then we went back home and we poured ourselves more drinks. So, oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, so that's the benefit of working from home. You can, <laughs> kind of.
0: Yeah. yeah. you can just have every night is a weekend night.
2: <laughs> yeah. So we, uh, and we didn't have the, uh, the assistant's assistant. I don't know. We really do need to make a better name for I, that. I like mini assistant, mini assistant.
0: Yeah. Or, or mini, mini a. a.
2: Minnie A. Minnie A. Yeah. Uh, uh, That's funny. Yeah. Minnie A uh, was at the in laws. And so we got to sleep in a little bit this morning and Uh, almost slept through the assistant's first class. Oh, uh oh. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But I think both of us wanted to sleep longer because we had more than we had planned to drink last night. Gotcha. (laughs) Yeah. I did see a great uh, thing on. I came through on
0: Instagram or something where uh, it's essentially a cell phone holder, but for your headboard on your on your your bed so that you can lay in bed and have your cell phone above
2: you to watch videos. But I think it would be great for the assistant to teach classes from. There you go. Yeah, Yeah. I'm not sure how many parents would appreciate, you know, the teacher teaching from bed. Eh. <laughs> as long as the job's getting done who cares Yeah, yeah, I mean, right. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. they don't um, even pay attention to what their kids are doing so right. well, <laughs> well first of all the assistant is like number one goal is to try and get their or her kids out of bed yeah out of their beds to actually start school mm-hmm. because she finds that like when they're just in bed they like fall back asleep or they don't do anything (laughs) and they're just wasting time, you know? And so when she had like parent teacher conferences, she was like, can you please just get the kid to like have a a workstation that's not his bed or like a couch, like actually have like a desk or put him on the kitchen table or something. Mm -hmm. You know, he needs to have a place where like when I sit here, this means school Mm -hmm. and when I leave, it means other, you know, like I can go play. It's like the timeout box.
0: In school, in elementary
2: school, the the corner,
0: no, the timeout box. It's a it's a square drawn on the ground that's maybe two square feet. <laughs> I didn't uh, have one of those. You didn't have one of those? No. I ruled the timeout box.
2: Oh, man, congratulations! Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. So, <laughs> but yeah, so as um, speaking of uh, phone holders, I need to buy one. I need to get a, a mob armor. I've been uh, oh. romping around in Clifford lately, and mm-hmm. there's no real good spot for me to put the phone. Yeah in there and uh the center cons i need i want to get like a rubber mat for this top of the center console too okay because it's just a slick piece of plastic i put <laughs> yeah. my phone on it or any like <laughs> keys on it or anything they just slide right off on the dashboard or like the the Both. Both. okay Both, i mean yeah so um, and i'm actually thanks to uh, drift Punk, mm-hmm. i'm going to be picking up a new um center what do you like uh what do you call that the the dash lower dash section The sent mm-hmm. the gauge cl- like the bezel around the gauges. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. That part that's like, there's cracks in like five directions. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he, uh, found one for me. Oh, ah, nice. And so that's, I'm going after this recording to go pick that up. Look so at can, Matt go. I know. I'm super stoked. <laughs> about it. So big thanks to him. Um, and then, yeah, so I think, um, there's a little spot. So like when you turn the key in it, there's the light that says, uh, wait to start, you know, for and mm-hmm. you know, that's the globe plug indicator to the right of there. There's just a square that has nothing, like nothing a part of it and i guess it's the automatic like in other fords of that era this is where the automatic four-wheel drive locking mechanisms okay switches so you're going to put the ejection seat switches there yeah i'm gonna put ejection seat switches there but Uh no i was thinking about getting i'm gonna get a mob armor and Mm -hmm. that's probably where i'm gonna stick the the base of the mob armor gotcha right there that'd be cool so that's that's my game plan as as of right now so we'll see how uh how that all works out. I'm, nice. I absolutely love my mob armors. Yeah. Um, I was very, very
0: hesitant about using magnet magnetics magnets <laughs> on the, on rock crawling trails. Mm-hmm. Um, but they hold really well. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mine still, is great. I still want to try out. I have that big, huge one for a tablet, their tablet <laughs> yeah, holder. Uh-huh. And like, once I connect that thing, I can't get the plate off of it. Like oh, right. I have to scoot the plate over so that I can get, get leverage yeah. to pull it off. <laughs> That's funny. Um, and so it's super strong, but I still haven't installed it in the forerunner cause I don't mm-hmm. know where I could put it where it's not going to block everything it's on the roof, <laughs> on the roof. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. We'll see, but, um, we'll talk about that a little bit later. Yeah. Um, this let's episode here, we are a uh, Monday episode. Yep. So we have, a. Uh, an interesting topic for you guys today. I actually did quite a bit of research on this. I kind of fell into a little bit of a rabbit hole and uh, came up with an argument that I think uh, both Jimmy and I are uh, very in favor of. And so uh, we'll talk a little bit about that once we get into the main topic here, but um, we have a couple of updates for you guys. Um, We have the giveaway coming up for the month of February. Actually, It is over now. Oh, (laughs) if today is Monday for everybody listening, is it the first, then it's the first. So, okay. Um, we should be announcing then the February's giveaway, um, on Thursday's episode. Yes. So, uh, we'll let you guys know who the winner is and watch for that, uh, Instagram story on the snail trail, four by four Instagram. Uh, the giveaway for the month of March is going to
2: be a more flight stubby. We need a like a some like sort a of page. some sort of uh, like, uh, like, r- like drum, a drum roll. roll? Yeah. I thought we
0: had one of those. Did, I, did we take it off? I, we must have. Yeah. yeah, it would have been on the first page, I think.
2: Yeah, it's not. Okay, so uh, so yeah, uh, more stubby. Nice, a stubby. What's a stubby, Tyler? That's a great question.
0: <laughs> Essentially, it's a modular system for more <laughs> <laughs> Look at you go over there. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's a modular system for Morlate. So essentially what you can do is um, it's the you can purchase the manifold by itself, and the manifold has uh, couplers on it instead of the hoses built into the manifold. and then you can order the hoses a la carte for what you need. So if you need tow rig hoses um, and toes hoses for your RV you need dually hoses. If you need, uh, hoses that have trailer hookups on them so you can use them for your tow rig and also check your trailer trailer tires at the same time. Um, then we're going to come out with different hoses for different stuff and it's all going to be kind of a, a, modular system. So you can buy one manifold and then buy a kit for your RV, a kit for your dually and a kit for your trailer hookups, um, for your tow rig. So that's cool. Um, I'm hoping it should be really cool. Uh, We've gotten a lot of feedback about people really wanting the kit because the other thing it's really going to help with is coiling up the hoses.
2: Yes. um, When
0: you're done using the Morphlight and you go to put it away.
2: Absolutely. It's going to
0: make that a hell of a lot easier not having them permanently attached to the manifold.
2: Mm -hmm. So you can pull You can disconnect the hose from the manifold and just roll the hose up any way you want kind Mm -hmm. of. Um, and yeah, that's going to be really nice because then you don't have to fumble with sort of the one hose that's already coiled and the manifold to try to roll up the other side. Yep. You know, you can just disconnect it, roll up one side, then roll up the other side and Mm -hmm. put the three pieces into the the bag. Yep. Yeah. That's, that's awesome.
0: So it will be really cool. Um, and then we're also working on because of the stubby redesigning the bags. Yes. That the morph come in. So that there's a bigger front pocket on the bag, um, so that you can keep the manifold and your gauge or whatever else accessories in the big front pocket that's zippered. Um, and then keep your hoses separate from everything. Okay. So it help with the organization a little bit too.
2: So in, I, are you, I saw the pre, um, preview promo, the prototype of the, of the bag that came in mm-hmm. um, and it was, there was a divider in there. So mm-hmm. like pocket one, pocket two and mm-hmm. then the front pouch. Is that still in the plans. Cause I have a really interesting idea now uh-huh. because you could have like, the back pocket is for the trailer or the RV and the front pockets for your crawler. Mm-hmm. And you can have multiple hoses inside that bag. Then yeah. the problem with that is it's going to be he- a little heavy. It's going to start very getting heavy. heavy but, yep. And it'll be a little bulky.
0: Yeah. And so I'm trying to keep the bulk down,
2: mm-hmm.
0: um, so that it's easy to stow away the more flight. Um, yeah. it doesn't take up a lot of space. You're not having to worry about that. Um, so I don't think I'm going to do the two pockets, Okay. Um, yet, but mm-hmm. if it comes down to the point where we see a lot of orders that have multiple styles of hoses, then we may end up doing a two pocket option for that. Yeah. Um, the other thing we'll be adding, looking to add to the bag is a bottom uh, vent.
2: Yes. To the pocket. That's right. That was, so, it. I saw that on the prototype and that's really smart. Yeah. Really clever. It, Especially if it's like you're using it in the snow. Uh huh. And you're like, and you're putting it away wet, which you should never do.
0: Never, ever put things away wet. Right. Rule and number two of life.
2: This will vent it out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: um, so, yeah, it's uh, some cool stuff happening on the Morflate front. Oh, cool. uh, uh, I also m- officially own a corporation now. Oh, yes. Nice. So Morflate is officially, or my off-road radio is officially incorporated um, as of yesterday. Cool. Congratulations. Yeah, that's really cool. Now that that's done, um, I have a couple of other paperwork stuff I need to get into the state of California to make everything official. But once everything is done, um, then I'll be able to start hiring employees and doing some other really cool stuff with the incorporation. Nice. And you got internet. And I got internet at the warehouse. <laughs> yeah. So there's internet now at the warehouse so now I got to set up uh all the the shelving and infrastructure and workstations of the warehouse. So mm-hmm. um yeah, things are coming right along and uh it's exciting.
2: That is exciting. Yeah. And so is the the stubby. Is that what mm-hmm. its official name is, the Morfleet Stubby? Yeah. Okay. It's kind of fun. I kind of <laughs> like it. So that's going <laughs> to be the March giveaway. <laughs> yep. Um so if you and is it going to be a quad? We will do whatever hose you want. Okay. So you can do so. a duo. You can do a quad. You could do a plus. Mm-hmm. You could do a duo plus. We can
0: do a dually. We can do an RV hookup. We can do a, a tow rig and trailer setup.
2: If somebody so. if somebody wins and already has a Morfleet, is there mm-hmm. an opportunity for them to convert their hoses? Or I guess this is sort of a question for anybody mm-hmm. out there. Is there a way for people to convert their current Morfleet? Hoses to uh, be adapted into the stubby setup? That's a good question. So uh, you can, um, but if
0: you want to do it yourself at home, you'll probably have to use hose clamps.
2: Right. Okay. Um,
0: otherwise, if you want to have a nice crimp to it, um, then you'll have to send your kit back in and
2: we'd have to do the work for you guys for that. Yeah. Um, but it's because I could see people that already have a quad that maybe want to get something for their trailer mm-hmm. that. So they'll buy the stubby setup, mm-hmm. right? And it comes, then it has the manifold and the trailer leads. Mm-hmm. And they're like, "But I have the quad already, but the so can I hoses. just get the quad hose? Can I can I convert these quad hoses to work with the stubby? Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, and you, we can definitely do that. We can have the we have the parts for it, and um, it's just if you don't have the crimping tools, uh, mm-hmm. then it's very difficult to do it and, and get that crimp on there. Sure. Um, if you do have crimping tools, works great. <laughs> we can send you everything you need to convert them over just fine. Um, or we can send you essentially all the parts and the hose clamps to do it.
2: Right. Um, I just don't like hose clamps because they
0: like to poke you and cut you random times. <laughs> right. Or
2: you're have these sharp, semi, semi sharp edges around hose. Exactly. And you don't want to pop it. Yeah. Which I did get a nail in Clifford's tire the other day, but we'll Aww. talk about that another time. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. So cool. that's March. We'll March is February's giveaway mm-hmm. uh, discussion uh, probably on Thursday. Yep. I, it should all be clear by then. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a few reviews in as we we're trying to get up to that five hundred review mark. So if you haven't left us a review, please please do so. It definitely helps pro um push us forward in the algorithm somehow with that those magical algorithms yeah so what uh which ones do you have for us today so i got uh one
0: from grande penguino who <laughs> like sounds him. like one of your buddies from antarctica
2: yeah he is he's the, he's the big penguin. <laughs> the big one
0: <laughs> he says awesome love this podcast it gives me things to listen to while at work dreaming about working on my rig and while working on my long travel first gen forerunner, these guys not only talk about Toyotas and four wheeling, but also about the many local trails in NorCal. I grew up in El Dorado Hills and I'll have since moved to Oregon and hearing the guys, these guys talk about the Rubicon makes me miss being there every weekend. Keep up the good work. Hope to meet you guys out on the trail soon. PS you guys should do the winch giveaway.
2: Yeah. <laughs> well, grande Paguino. I want to see your long travel first gen forerunner send in send in photos to snail some pictures trail. yeah send in photo, photos pictures where could people do that at if they wanted to jimmy yeah well i would <laughs> i would say probably the easiest one for you would be send it to instagram um mm-hmm. which is snail trail 4x4 but if you want to email them you can do that to uh, me or tyler at uh, jimmy or tyler at snail trail 4x4.com mm-hmm. or you can send them to tyler at 4x4 toyota tyler <laughs> And Tyler might be nice enough to send them over to me. I'm, I might. We'll Maybe. see. We'll it see, also yeah. depends if I get on Instagram. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> I've been really lacking on Instagram stuff. That's uh, okay. I'm going to
2: start playing with reels, but that's another story for another day.
0: Cool. Was that a pun intended another story? Because isn't uh, that part of uh, stories, I don't think or? they
2: classify. No, stories. So reels last forever oh. and are a part of your feed. Okay. Stories are 24 hours. Gotcha.
0: Okay, cool. Uh, the next one is from ice road, Dan, and he says driving when driving the ice roads, snail trail four by four is my go-to podcast. Tyler's sense of humor sure helps to pass the time. Oh, and Toyota's, I didn't. I don't like that one. Yeah, that's just because we finally found somebody that likes me more than
2: you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Dan. I, he must be a Canadian. I don't know where else. I, I mean, I'm sure there's ice roads elsewhere, probably mm-hmm. in Russia or somewhere. But I'm assuming Canada.
0: Yeah, we are the number one off-road podcast in Canada.
2: Are we? Yeah. Oh.
0: I don't know if that's true. <laughs> don't don't fact check me yeah. on that one. <laughs> so uh, yeah, that's from Dan. And so uh, I was thinking a lot about it. We have one more. We'll save for another day. <clears throat> um, I really don't think I'm going to use that winch in my garage f- yeah. for anything. So I'm officially throwing it up right now. If we once we get to 500 reviews, on itunes we will do a giveaway for the winch and the winch will only be for those 500 people
2: nice i like it so if you are number
0: 501 sorry Eh. so it's got to be the first 500 we'll do the giveaway once we hit 500 reviews cool so i like it cool so mud raider We're looking at you, buddy. Well, you can't moderate it. Sure you can. He can just grab all his buddy's phones. Uh He'll find a way. I think you underestimate Florida Frank. I do. I I guess
2: I do. I'll tell you a few people I don't underestimate, but Uh Florida, I guess I did underestimate Florida Frank. Yes. (laughs) I think we've all underestimated him at some point. Yeah.
0: So, yeah, the hell was that? I don't know. Making a lot of racket out there. Anyways the joys of doing podcasting so uh cool let's get on with uh today's episode i think this is going to be an interesting one it might take up a little bit of time here um because i have a compelling story and a compelling argument um and it's going to be interesting because i feel like most people that are listening to the podcast are going to agree already but um we'll see so let's take a quick break go ahead and grab your favorite latte if rodney is around you playing the uh latte machine jingle around the neighborhood. Uh, go ahead and stop him, get a latte from him, and we'll be right on back. I want
2: to know what that jingle sounds like. Rodney, Right in, let us know.
0: <laughs> oh, welcome back, ladies and germs. Uh, this is... A Monday episode, of course. Yes, even Even number Monday. Uh, so we get to talk about something fun and something entertaining and something informative and something that maybe can help you learn something and maybe something that'll help you talk about this specific topic with your buddies and maybe with uh, other people who may not be looking at our side of the coin. So I'm really hoping that... Uh, This topic here, um, like I said before the break, I think it's going to be one that a lot of uh, vehicle recreationalists are going to already agree with. But um, I'm hoping I can lay out, we can lay out a good enough argument um, that this reaches some of the ears of other people that are not vehicle
2: recreationists. Okay. So, um, yeah, what are we talking about, Jimmy? We're talking about the Oceana Dunes today. We're talking mm-hmm. about the, the CDC, CCC, 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 not CDC. And
0: not the California Conservation Corps.
2: No. Nope. The California Coastal Commission. Yep. Mm-hmm. And they came back to a proposal from state parks mm-hmm. um, where state parks laid out a, a plan to action and a compromise to what the, the Coastal Commission um proposed originally of like just closing it. Mm-hmm. So the state parks came back and uh, with a proposal, um, a compromise and then the CDC responded mm-hmm. to that as, or the CCC, excuse me, mm-hmm. I said it again. <laughs> the, <CDC>. the CCC <laughs> responded again, and so we're we're going to be discussing sort of what's been happening, uh, you know, through I guess is primarily like messages. They're not meeting; they're just sort of writing each other. their
0: proposals, yeah, yeah. Their proposals mm-hmm. back and
2: forth. And so we're going to uh, discuss that a, um, a little bit to length today, and then we have uh, sort of I guess our own kind of compromise, our own thoughts at, on the topic, mm-hmm. at, um, pretty much at the end we'll be discussing
0: yep so uh cool let's start with and this is going to be kind of a, an all-encompassing thing and i think it's going to hit a larger picture than just what's happening at Oshana dunes oh yeah because we have um a, a lot of instances of this happening and it's starting to happen in moab as well so um they're going to eliminate mm-hmm. side by sides uh yeah, which will be great by the way. No, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um no, so we'll we'll talk a little bit about what's going on here and what the big picture of all this really means. Uh we're using mm-hmm. Oceana Dunes as an example, but when you look at the big picture, you can see that the exact same things the are being synonymously happening out in Moab right now, and if that happens, then it's just going to be carried on to more and more places. Right. I so um, the California Coastal Commission, let's start with who these people are, okay? what their job is, and what is their historical track record Sounds for good. doing their job. All right. So the California Coastal Commission is essentially, it's a commission that the state of California put together in order to be a quote-unquote watch guard for the coastal environments in California. Okay. Uh, their job is to research and designate what would be a delicate ecosystem and, and designate those delicate ecosystems along the coast in order to preserve those ecosystems for future enjoyment. Okay. okay? And that's, that's kind of their goal. That's what the coastal commission was set up to do um, by the state of California. Um, I forget when they were, it was set up. I believe they were set up like back in the forties or something. It was, that, it's been a long, That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, they've been around for a while. Um so in the early 1980s the Coastal Commission allowed Oceana Dunes a uh, state vehicle recreation uh, area uh, to open up as a public recreation area um for people to enjoy the coast. Okay. Which is their goal, right? That's yeah. what their their goal is to do. Um when they opened it up, uh apparently um <sighs> So historically what happens with places that the coastal commission shuts down is um they tend to target uh noisy areas areas that are noisy activities and um they try to work to eliminate those noisy activities which are quote-unquote nuisances. Okay, and what do you what do they mean? Are you
2: mean by noisy?
0: Um, I'm just, that's my definition of places that they seem
2: to have targeted okay.
0: in the past in their historical so track record. so noisy
2: as in audible noise? As in audible noise. Okay. Yeah. Not, not natural noises. Or, okay. And not, so not noisy as in like chaotic. Correct. Okay.
0: I will, non-natural noises that a majority of the population considers a nuisance. Sure. In order to preserve the natural environment for human enjoyment. Okay. So their argument is that it's a delicate ecosystem here um, and things are happening to this ecosystem that are uh, keeping it from being enjoyed by humans. Okay. That's their argument. Yeah. And that's what they set out to do. Right. Mm-hmm. So um, the, just so happens that they typically tend to uh, target noisy and, and nuisance areas. Sure. So what, uh, what, I have found and what uh, some other re- reports and things have found out is that a lot of places that end up getting protected by the California Coastal Commission end up turning into uh, access points for non noisy activities such as hotels, resorts and other uh, tourist trap amenities Wait. for foot only recreation. Okay.
2: But so if so, you're saying when the the coastal commission like takes over an area or or closes an area that resorts and hotels tend to pop up nearby. Pop up nearby because then there's like you, there's hiking trails or foot activity or bird watching or you know basic like tread. No, nah, I don't want to say tread lightly, but it's uh you know quote unquote only natural. Yeah. Tourism, Sure. Essentially. Interesting. So yeah, hotels and resorts, you know, are quiet. Mm-hmm. I don't think so. They're very natural. Yeah. Very natural.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, um, we, I don't want to say we see this happening in Pismo right now, but over the past five to 10 years, Pismo has exploded with hotels and resorts. Um,
2: and well, it, besides the fact that it has Oceana dunes, mm-hmm. um, it's a really nice area. It is.
0: It's a, it is a San Luis Obispo County and that whole area there is beautiful. Mm-hmm. So let's
2: talk a little bit about California state Just parks. Don't go to Napomo. Don't go to Napomo? Don't go to Napomo. Okay. All, all, all the hood rats live in Napomo. Gotcha. Sean. Sean. <laughs> nice. Um, so let's talk a little bit about
0: California state parks. Okay. And what they do, because they're the other side of this coin here, right? They're the, on the other side of this fight. For Oceana Dunes right now. Uh huh. California state parks are a land management company mm-hmm. that uh, a land management organization. I should say not a company. They're an organization who they they have to abide by the management plan of whatever parks they are overseeing. So if each park in the state of California has a specific land management designation to it, what is that park supposed to be used for? Okay. And it's mandated when that park is set up, right, what it's supposed to be used for. And then California State Parks has to put together a plan, a a staff, an infrastructure to manage that park according to that management plan.
2: Okay. That's mandated. Sure. So there's parks that are, you know, hiking only, there's Mm -hmm. parks that are mountain biking, there's parks Mm -hmm. that are just dirt bikes, there's parks that are strictly off road vehicles, there's a whole different wide range of parks, Mm -hmm. you know, and so State Parks has to just it has to oversee the park as it's been mandated. Correct. Or as it's been, is mandated the right word, I guess it could yeah, be. but it is. Mm-hmm. Um, because okay. it, we'll leave it at that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so that's exactly what it's there for,
2: right? Okay. Um,
0: and so they, let's see, we pretty much for the, it's, yeah, whatever recreation opportunities, and the mm-hmm. state park system is set up for recreation enjoyment, sure. recreation okay. opportunities.
2: So what it seems to be happening um, is you have the Coastal Commission Mm -hmm. trying to uh, figure out the best way to help preserve the coast, Mm -hmm. right, and kind of um, uh, tell California that what's going on on the coast and how to best keep it preserved in a natural state. Mm -hmm. And then um, so they're telling California to that, hey, this – specific park mm-hmm. is either da- getting decimated or getting demolished or having problems and vegetation is going away and it's loud and all these problems. And now, and so California is like, okay, we need to close it. Right. Mm-hmm. And then state parks are like, hold on, like, let us do our job uh-huh. and let us, you know, you, this is designated as an off-road, Location Mm -hmm. and let's figure out a good solution exactly to to the off-road solution that will work with what the Coastal Commission will do
0: exactly because
2: their job is
0: to in order to manage property you have to manage manage it in a sustainable way so that it continues into the future right you can't Mm -hmm. let the management of this land degrade the land because then it's not there anymore for the recreational opportunities. Right. So that's what, that's where state parks comes into play um, is to manage everything sustainably and to find solutions to do that. California coastal commission is saying that state parks has not done that. They are not doing that and they're not actively looking to do that. Okay. And that they are, all they're doing is just trying to let off roaders and vehicles come into Oceana Dunes and do whatever the hell they want. <laughs> okay. So that's that's the big argument that's at play here, right? Sure. And because the state parks is allowing off roaders to do that, um, then the land and the area is being severely degraded mm-hmm. um beyond repair. Right. Is their argument there. Yeah.
2: I guess I wish I really knew what the, like, rules were that, you know, they were putting on state parks. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you know, the, you know, I'm not sure, but, like, no driving over vegetation, yeah. right? Like, okay, that's an obvious rule, yeah. right? Um, <laughs> and so can, you know, I wish I knew the rules so that I could go, like, I could fight them, you know, I could mm-hmm. come back and, you know, go like, yeah, they put the orange fences around these, these giant areas that you're not supposed to drive into. Mm-hmm. Like it's quite obvious that you, you know, there's a big orange fence there They you know, like I can't drive there, mm-hmm. you know, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm already getting fired up a little.
0: Yeah. So this is going to be an episode where I think both of us are going to get fired up throughout the episode here. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> so, uh, currently in California, Mm-hmm. There are 280 state parks that allow human beings to recreate and enjoy um, the outdoors, our environments uh, to according to different types and styles of recreation. Okay. Of so those, not
2: those aren't 280 off-road
0: parks. No, 280 total, total in the state park system. Okay. Of those 280, we have nine that uh, allow for vehicle recreation. Really? That's it? That's it. Wow. Nine of the 280. Okay. Of those nine, we have one, one where we can enjoy a beach. Right. And that's Oceana Dunes. Yeah. So in the entire state of California, over the state park system of 280 parks, we have one. And that one is being, its they're forcing it, the Coastal Commission is trying to force it to shut down. So... Um, the state parks, like you said, mm-hmm. they came in and came up with a proposal since the California Coastal Commission has kind of chopped down on them and said, hey, we have this snowy, plovey bird that is considered an endangered species. So snowy, plover, snowy, plover bird. Yeah. Yep. Uh, it's considered an endangered species. Mm-hmm. And by the endangered, the federal Endangered Species Act, we as human beings have to work to protect the survivability of that Species. Right. Which I think is a fair thing. I think mm-hmm. that's a good thing to do. I don't think that we want to take over us being a species that has to share this planet with other species. I don't think that it's necessarily good for us to move in and try and eliminate species.
2: I agree. Um, do you, and, uh, because here's a fun little fact, Uh huh. the snowy plover can, is primary, it lays its eggs on the beach. Mm hmm. Right. And it can run upwards of 15 miles an hour. Mm -hmm. And that's why the speed limit on the beach is 15 miles an hour. Is it really? Yeah. So the bird can get away from you. (laughs) That's funny. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's,
0: I, I think that's a noble thing. I think that's a good thing that we should strive to do. I don't think we as human beings should, should just throw everything out the door for our enjoyment and pleasure and not Mm -hmm. consider other things around us. I, I agree. So, but at the same time, Does that mean we have to give up our enjoyment and pleasure? I don't think so. Give it up altogether to uh, to preserve a species?
2: Um, To some extent, I would say yes, but I think that there can be a workaround um, that would function for both of us
0: i agree i think that there's a fine balance yes that can be found yeah if you can a find medium. the balance then mm-hmm. yes
2: if you if there's no i i would i would side with if you can't find a balance then you humans have to figure out a way to preserve that animal mm-hmm. you know whether it's we're not allowed out there yeah or you know i don't know relocating the bird to somewhere else i'm <laughs> not you know I don't, i'm not sure but um i would argue that you know that there we Number one is we need to try to preserve the species. Okay. Number two is we are, we are allow ourselves to have fun. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, it's a balance.
0: Okay. So I agree. But I, I do agree that
2: there is like, like they could section a sec a part of the beach off. Uh uh-huh. Because when you drive into the, the beach, um, the beach is like, six miles long well six miles long but it's you know 50 yards wide when you drive Mm -hmm. down onto the beach area Mm -hmm. like they could say like you have to stay like down near the water you know not in the water yeah and leave you know 300 yards not 300 yards leave leave 30 yards Mm -hmm. like fenced off so that like nobody should be driving up there Mm -hmm. this is only for the bird territory Mm -hmm. right and that's you know, two thirds of the entryway back into the dunes, Mm -hmm. you know, that stretch is all, you know, preserved Yeah, for just the the little fluffy bird. So what about the
0: evisceration of the park? I spent a long time figuring out that word. I don't know what that word means. It means essentially a drastic cut to the the Oceania dunes that already happened because Mm -hmm. of the snowy plover. Mm hmm. So we already lost like over half I think. Yeah. I don't know what the exact percentage is. I didn't look that up. But we already lost a massive chunk of Oceana dunes. Sure. In order to give the snowy plover a place
2: to uh, habilitate, uh hab- to thrive. To thrive, I guess. Yeah. yeah. No, so, I I I mean, yeah, what so is I mean, I guess is the CCC not saying that that was enough land.
0: They're saying that the snowy plover keeps coming onto um, OHV land and OHVs are killing the birds. That's possible. I'm like, it's possible, but I also yeah. think that if we've already kind of designated this sanctuary space for them, mm-hmm. then we are doing, a, a yeah, a, 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 we're making an attempt to find that balance. Sure. And as long as they continue to have that designated sanctuary space in Oceana dunes where OHVs are no longer allowed, Mm-hmm um, then is that not enough? Why is that not enough? Yeah, exactly. Um, so that was their, their first claim is that the snowy plover or we're destroying the snowy the snowy plover, right? Mm-hmm. The second claim is the air particle silica yep. in the air that's causing dust pollution mm-hmm. in, um, the nearby towns, right? which is, has been shown now with the close yeah. of COVID, uh, the shutdown of Oceana Dunes during COVID, that that is 100% not true, and the dust actually gets worse <laughs> Yeah, when there's no OHVs out there.
2: Which is sh- bizarre, but...
0: Yeah. Uh, so, um, but the CCC is still claiming that dust particles are another reason why the Oceana Dunes needs to shut down. Mm -hmm. So anyways, um, the California, not the the California state parks, Oceana Dunes came back with a proposal. Yes. And, um, they, it's a, it's a big long, like 900 page thing, something like that of what they plan to do to help, um, find this balance, right. And how to manage the park sustainably. Mm -hmm. So how do we, how do we do that? Right. so here's here's some of the the points of their plan yeah, summary of it summary of it. So with the OHV impact on the beach area of Oceana Dunes um, is they would cut the beach use camping sites from 1,000 to 500 um which is 500 per night essentially mm-hmm. and they essentially monitor that by the um the little guardhouse kiosk to mm-hmm. get down there they all, you know once they reach 500 tickets for camping
2: then you can't camp anymore
0: yeah, you can't camp anymore um they're going to reduce the number of street legal vehicles allowed per day from 2580 2580 vehicles per day to 1000 wow which is a pretty big cut. Mm -hmm. Um, They're going to reduce the number of OHV vehicles from 1,720 to 1,000 as well. So that's dirt bikes, quads, ATVs, side-by-sides, all your green stickers, buggies. Um, So sand sand rails. Yep. Sound rails. Uh, So pretty much the total reduction would be from 4,300 vehicles per day to to 2,000 vehicles.
2: So more than half.
0: More than half. Now, is that a good or bad thing?
2: Um, I mean,
0: I mean, if you look at the number thing,
2: because then more people can't go play. But I mean, if it's that's half the amount of traffic, which means in theory, that would be half the amount of birds killed. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe, maybe, um, I don't know. (laughs) I'm what I'm curious about is how many vehicles
0: per day do they get on down there anyways? Mm hmm. Are, they, are there really 2,000 vehicles out there per no, day?
2: No, probably not. <laughs> um, and it's probably... That's primarily like uh, holidays or... I'm sure on the holidays they get way up there. I agree. And special celebrations. But mm-hmm. they probably are going to have some allowance for like special event permits and have some sort of like... Uh, be able to go a little higher during those events?
0: Possibly. I would assume so. It did specifically state that they are going to be taking out independence day and labor day as to, uh, limit exemption days. Mm. So you, they're no longer going to be, they, they are going to be limited now. Okay. Independence day and labor Day to those 2000 vehicles where
2: before they weren't limited. Correct. They okay. would
0: unlimited on those two days, those Got weekends, it. those mm-hmm. holiday weekends. So, um, my question, I'm like, 2,000 vehicles, that sounds like a lot every day. <laughs>
2: well, it's a, th- like, yeah. is that a like, thousand vehicle I'm, I'm thinking of as like a thousand trucks and, mm-hmm. you know, a thousand dirt bikes mm-hmm. in, a, in an essence. Yeah. Yeah. I that, mean, that's that a feels, lot. That's still, that feels
0: like a lot. Um, f- 4,300. Sounds like a lot and as it, well.
2: Is it all at one? That's all, all at one time, right? That was
0: what was previously currently. So,
2: do they? Re, I don't recall, but do they? I must. They must. Do they track if somebody comes off or is it just total sales? I'm guessing it's just total sales. I think so Because too. I don't think you can track when people come off. No. Because uh, well, there's I another.
0: Mean, there's another. There's two
2: there's other two, exits, I think. There's two like that? E- entrances and exits. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I don't. I mean. And it would suck if you like, I paid for my ticket and I drove away and you know, to go buy food Mm -hmm. and now I'm driving in and I can't drive back in because it's now full now full. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Um, so it's gotta be just by ticket sales. Yeah. So a thousand ticket sales in a day for, Mm -hmm. um, trucks or a thousand ticket sales a for green I think stickers. on a normal, and I wouldn't know. I mean, we should really have somebody from down in that area. Like, I would like to ask this. this question to Borja. I would, too. Mm-hmm. Let's or call Kevin him. Jones. Let's call him up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> should we Bluetooth him in right now? We could. I'm curious. Let's see. Bluetooth.
1: Hey,
2: buddy. What's going on?
1: Oh, not much are you, too.
2: Oh, I'm just uh, recording a podcast right now.
1: Oh, fantastic.
2: Yeah. We, and uh, you're actually bluetoothed into it at the, as we currently oh. speak.
1: Well, that's exciting. Yeah.
2: Surprise. (laughs) Can you hear Tyler? (laughs) Hi, Tyler. (laughs) This is cool. I don't know. We might have. I don't think we've ever done this. I don't think Uh, we've done this where
0: uh, we've both talked on it. I think we've just kind of done it to like listen to a voicemail or something. (laughs) This is is pretty cool.
2: So what's up? Hey, so we're talking about Oceana Dunes. Oh, okay. and uh, we're we're doing a thing about the CD or CCC and the state parks and how they're um and the state parks compromise on what uh, the CCC said. Uh-huh. Um, and one of the things that, uh, the state parks came back with is limiting vehicle traffic into the park. And they said, right. uh, more or less, they dropped it by like half, um, to vehicle on road vehicles can now there's a thousand vehicles that can go in and more or less green sticker vehicles, a thousand can go in. And one of the things, it- go, ahead. go ahead.
1: I was going to just quite say real quick, the green sticker, they were just trying to take a shortcut by saying green sticker, but they mean OHV, So green yeah. sticker and red sticker are allowed,
2: right? Yeah, I was trying to take that shortcut too. Yeah, what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, all, uh, yeah. So motorcycles and dirt bikes and sandrails and all the all the ones that are not on not not highway, highway legal legal. Yeah, yeah, not street legal. So um, one of the things we were sort of saying is. We, on a normal day, it seems that like two thousand uh, mark is is a high number, and I mean we're not around it enough, and so we were curious uh, what you thought.
1: Uh, two thousand is actually super super comfortable out there. Um, it doesn't. There's enough space out there for everybody to cruise around, mm-hmm. and you got to think about the fact that they're letting two thousand people on, but. I mean, 500 or even more of those people on like a regular weekend day are going down there just to enjoy the beachfront. Right. So they just drive their cars onto the on the beach. They bring their, you know, lunch picnic or their dinner, barbecue and firewood to have a bonfire just to hang out with family. Right. So not everybody's going out into the dunes for OHV. Gotcha. There's a lot of people just down there enjoying the fact that you can drive on the beach.
2: Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. So, but do you think on a normal day they hit like a thousand street vehicle limit?
1: They do. They hit pretty much by Friday afternoon, like five o'clock, six o'clock, it's pretty much reached. And then Saturday, no matter what, by one o'clock, it's been even 11 o'clock when the OHV opened back up last week. Yeah. By 11 o'clock, it was packed already.
2: Jeez. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's that's crazy. How about on like a Wednesday? I mean does, <laughs>
1: Wednesday they never ever reach it. But <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> so I'm curious it, because the the
0: before numbers, so they're reducing it from uh on street legal vehicles from two thousand five hundred eighty to one thousand and then OHV vehicles uh one thousand seven hundred twenty to one thousand. Um so the total reduction goes down from forty three hundred vehicles. In one day to 2000, I mean, 4,300, that seems like a lot of vehicles to have out there in one day. Is that, is that, does that start getting feeling really crowded? Like are there, is that, I don't know, does that cause issues with, um, population density, I guess out on the, in the dunes,
1: as far as OHV goes, like actually using the dunes, Mm -hmm. you'll see. Um, on like the sold out days when you're over 4,000, people total on those sold out days, it can get to the point where you have to watch where you're going, but Mm -hmm. it's never like, it's never so crowded that you can't go out there and have fun because again, when, when, when they're sold out with that, you know, over 2000 street legal vehicles, most of those 2000 vehicles are literally there to enjoy the beach.
0: Just have an afternoon picnic. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Correct.
0: Okay. Yeah. Okay, um, cool. No, that's that's great info because I didn't even think about the difference between people just coming in to enjoy it as like a day, day, yeah. day use spot rather than the people actually going out and I using if, the OHV part of the dunes. Yeah, I
2: wonder if they need to make like another designation of a sticker like, you know, I'm going to go romp around in the dunes or I'm driving my Civic 100 yards down the beach.
1: right yeah i'm not i'm not sure how that one would work can somebody
2: pull me please
1: (laughs) especially if they're going in what is it how many people
2: (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) sounds good borja
1: right on guys thanks for calling
0: okay welcome back Uh, so there you go you guys heard from uh jeremy borja yep um so yeah it sounds like he brought up a really interesting point that I didn't even think of.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I, I think that's sort of, uh, you know, we're strictly thinking off road. Yes. Know, like, let's, how many vehicles are going out there to play? And mm-hmm. we're thinking everyone. And it's and, not true.
0: And it's not true. And this is why, because when, you know, when you're down there, there's a, a sign, I guess, that shows. Where where most people enter and go back into the dunes, right mm-hmm. um, that kind of segregates the dunes, the off-roading side from the beach side,
2: yeah, um,
0: but other than that, there's nothing that really segregates the two sure um, so really I'm kind of I was thinking yeah. that they're just counting all the vehicles that go down there when in actuality, you know there are different uses between mm-hmm. the beach and the dunes.
2: Absolutely. I wonder if they could make like another kiosk further down.
0: That's kind of what I'm wondering. Do they need to make another access point and make the dunes mm-hmm. a separate make that into the SVRA and make the beach side into like a regular state park?
2: Yeah, I don't know. Kind of thing. Well, you'd I still know. have to drive through it. But you'd still
0: have to drive through it, but I mean what's different from driving well, through any other have, state park? Like
2: yeah, I mean they would just be able to limit it, mm-hmm. right? Like if you're going you know, back into the dunes Mm -hmm. or past this point on the beach, Mm -hmm. now you're an OHV site. You're going into an OHV park. Yeah. I I don't know if that's the right way to phrase it. Yeah. yeah. Um, But if you're just staying on the beach, if you're driving down, you know, in a a basic car to have lunch Mm -hmm. and leave, you know, maybe they... Track that a little bit more, yeah. You know, or they have certain like they can up that sales mm-hmm. a little bit, but they can then put the thousand, you know, or or cut it down and maybe a little bit more, yeah, for just the the actual back in the dunes section, yeah. Because here's
0: my that's com- interesting. Here's my complaint is that the California Coastal Commission seems to be putting all the
2: pressure on. OHVs, mm-hmm. not day use people sure and if the mass majority of the people going out there are day use or you know like
0: that are going on hours the beach use uh-huh
2: you know um that are yeah just beach goers mm-hmm. and not i'm not including the people that are going back and camping on the beach mm-hmm. like just people to, to drive down to watch the sunset mm-hmm. then you know uh, the, yeah i think there's kind of a, two different arguments here i think there is too that's in, this is that was a very interesting point brought yeah. up. Yeah, that yeah, I'm glad we spoke to Jeremy and figured, found out that. Mm-hmm. Right? So yeah. uh, so going back to the numbers though, <clears throat> the numbers of one thousand, if five hundred of those people are going just to go down and eat lunch and hang out by the beach, mm-hmm. to and drive their car down there and mm-hmm. get stuck and probably probably get pulled out. <laughs> yeah, and um, those those are the people that are using the emergency resources, right? Yeah. Those are the people that, you know, need to have somebody come down and pull them out of the sand. Those are the people that... And I wonder if that person that's coming in to pull them out of the sand now has to pay for a ticket, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. that counts. You know, it's like, uh, hey, Joe, can you come pull me out? I'm stuck. And then Joe drives in and has to pay for his ticket to go pull this guy out and both of them leave. Mm-hmm. You know, there's two tickets There's gone. two
0: for the day, yeah. Yeah, interesting. So um, it sounds, though, like... Like, like the current number of 4,300 vehicles total, um, doesn't sound like it's, it's a big, my, my concern with 4,300, that sounds like a lot of vehicles to be out at an SVRA, Mm -hmm. but it sounds like there's enough space where 4,300 is not, uh, doesn't cause issues with, uh, I guess population density is the way I worded it, but yeah. um, having too many people in one place.
2: Sure, and I think that's because let's say that half of them are just sort of beachgoers. Yeah,
0: they're just out there for the right. days. So now you
2: have two thousand that are going back into the dunes. So now if they're going to limit it to one thousand, mm-hmm. um, you know, or two thousand, however, well, I would say that pretty much. I would highly stipulate mm-hmm. that the other the thousand green sticker, red sticker. OHV ones are 100% going to be going to the back. <laughs> yeah. Right. To the, back into the dunes and yeah. going to have fun where the, the thousand street legal ones mm-hmm. are, um, you know, are half Can, of those are just for the, the beach. Yeah. They're just hanging out for the day use, which, which are Bobcat and um, Kermit mm-hmm. would be in that category.
0: Yeah. So my question is, do we as quote unquote off roaders that are fighting to keep this area open to off roading, do we use them, the day use people that are not really off roaders? They're just going out there in their Honda Civics to have a barbecue for lunch.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, do we use those as arguments for um, people want to keep using this area, so we need to keep it open to vehicles?
2: I think those, or people do we use those? Want to keep it open?
0: Yeah. So um, I, I agree. I think that. Um, if we're, they're going to be using it for vehicle day use, then they should keep it open and we need to all be in it together for vehicle day use right? or vehicle use uh, period.
2: Mm-hmm. So anyways, I, I think I was not to dwell on this any longer. Yeah. I was just, <laughs> there's a lot to more we got to go over. Yeah, so. I know. I was just trying to make the point that there's two different things happening. Yeah. You know, there's a person coming down to eat lunch, mm-hmm. you know, goes and grabs their subway sandwich and comes down to the beach, you know, and just drives out onto the beach and parks himself at the waves, mm-hmm. eats his subway sandwich for lunch and then drives back to work. Yeah. Right. Where there's the, uh, the rest of the group that likes to go out and have fun and yeah. wheel around for a few hours mm-hmm. or overnight. Yeah. So cool. I wonder if they can do a whole different if you're doing an overnight, then you're in like this sort of other category, Mm -hmm. you know, or something. I don't know. Well, they do have,
0: they do have camping sites. So I mean, that would be the overnight thing, Okay, Um,
2: but that's getting reduced in half. So, all right, let's move on. Okay. So the other
0: thing that the OHV impact was going to do that, uh, the state parks put forth in their proposal is to remove any OHV or ATV rental concessions on the beach. And they're doing this to, in order to quote unquote limit the number of inexperienced OHV writers in the writing area as visitors would have to bring in their own OHVs.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So, um, essentially it's, that's a double edged sword. It sounds good in theory because you're making sure that the people that are coming in probably know how to handle ATVs and OHVs a little bit better. They probably know the rules and regulations a little bit better of yeah. what's going on out there, where they are are not allowed to go. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but the the unfortunate part is is that by doing this they're gonna be taking away families abilities to recreate without spending thousands of dollars
2: yeah yeah <laughs> on their kinda.
0: own ATV and toy haulers and and trailers to haul them around in
2: yeah I'm kind of so now they're, what's to stop somebody from starting a company where you rent the ATV outside of Pismo. Absolutely. That's exactly what's going to happen. (laughs) And when you rent the quad, you, it comes with a little trailer that Mm -hmm. now you tow in, Mm -hmm. you know? And so it's, it, all it's preventing is the rental on the beach in a way,
0: which is not really fixing the inexperienced writer because they'll just set up rental concessions in town
2: and how much it really, I mean, I understand (laughs) an inexperienced writer, um, is is a threat mm-hmm. to some extent. But also they're more a lot of them are probably more cautious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Because if somebody that is experienced is probably, you know, gromping at fifty miles an hour across the dunes and might run into a problem where somebody that's inexperienced is doing it at ten miles an hour. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and so a lot of those freaking quads are governed slow anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's I don't think that this
0: proposal really does anything except limits the ability for
2: people to recreate the way they want to recreate. Right. It also limits the ability of, uh, people going out on the dunes though. It it does limit the amount of people kind of going out to do it.
0: Yeah. But they're already doing that with the, the limit of how many vehicles can go out there. Agreed. I agree. And
2: it's, but it's a double, it's a double limit mm -hmm. in a way because now there's not the, you can't go out there and rent the quad. Mm -hmm. You know, you're probably going to have to do it in, in, uh, in the store or mm-hmm. in, in, in town. Excuse, mm-hmm. That's what I was looking for. Uh-huh. And, um, you know, and I'm, there was a lot of people out there. Like there's a, like they tow in like a trailer of 50 quads, mm-hmm. you know, and line them up on the beach Yeah, and people just drive up and park next to it. And then jump on a quad and go out and play. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't, I don't see it as like, it sucks like that. Like they might do that, but I don't see it as a very big impact.
0: So you don't think you don't see it as a discriminant discriminatory impact?
2: Um, I, I mean, I do because like if you can't <laughs> ride, then you shouldn't be out here. Yeah, if you well, can't you afford gonna, it, if you yeah. can't
0: afford your own equipment, yeah. then you shouldn't be out here. But I
2: think that it, there's the loophole. There's going to be a loophole, and people are going to find a way to be able to rent vehicles or you know and get out there and to do it, and you know and you you can't like. Oh, let me see the tags for that vehicle does it match your name, you know, I don't yeah. I'm not sure they can do. Who's the registered owner of the tags? The, yeah, you know, is this yeah. you know, Bob's rentals quad, <laughs> you know, yeah. you can't bring that out here. I'm they probably will eventually get to that, but mm-hmm. I don't think they would at the start. Um, I don't know. I don't you know, I don't I just see it as it it'll still happen. Like it'll like they'll still figure out They'll a way. still find
0: a way to do yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, you know. Okay. I
2: do I do think that it's it sucks, but I mean maybe you can maybe there's only a certain amount of rentals that can happen. Maybe there's a certain area that only the rental vehicles can drive in, mm-hmm. you know? And what, if, I know there's a Hummer renter like you can, or it's a just a ride thing. Like mm-hmm. you just jump in the back of this Hummer and this guy drives you around and mm-hmm. slides sideways down dunes and stuff, mm-hmm. you know? And so is that guy not going to be able to be in business anymore? You know, it's like, yeah. So my, my whole thing is that
0: I'm, I'm a big believer in outdoor recreation. Mm hmm. And I don't think that any form of recreation is better than any other form. I don't, I, I enjoy off-roading the best, Mm -hmm. but um, I'm not going to say that off-roading is better than mountain biking or horseback riding or hiking or camping or everything's better than horseback riding. I, I (laughs) personally, (laughs) I agree, Um, but I'm not going to try and go out and say, you know, I want to enjoy this area and your horse's shit is ruining it for me. So you're not allowed to be out here anymore. Yeah. I'm not going to go to that level. I will. You will. Okay. We'll <laughs> let you go to that level.
2: <laughs> I, I have a, I have a lot of, I have a lot of beef with horse shit. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, so I have a big problem with people trying to say that um, their recreation mm-hmm. opportunities are, are not, Okay, or not. I don't know what the right word
2: is. Yeah, um, because you're not experienced enough. You can't come out here.
0: Exactly. That's what I don't. I have a big problem with that. Well, and then if you look at other,
2: um, if you look at other uh, OHV parks, mm-hmm. like uh, let's say Hollister Hills, which is a good example. Mm-hmm. Hollister Hills has ratings and directions on mm-hmm. their trails. Mm hmm. And so, and they're similar to like, um, you know, ski lifts or Mm -hmm. ski ranches, you know, it's just like, this is a green circle, this is a blue square, you know, (laughs) they have a rating on a trail. So if you're a beginner, you know, you're not going to want to hit this, you know, black diamond, Mm -hmm. you know, you need to stay on the green circle, the blue square, Mm -hmm. you know, and maybe, you know, and that kind of falls into line with maybe there's like, maybe they take a chunk of the land and say, this is the only area you're allowed to go and this is where you can play and it's flat and boring. And if you want to go experience the rest of the, you know, park, then go buy your own damn bike.
0: That is a great segue, Jimmy. Did you, (laughs) did you know that Phillips 66 Refinery, we were going to be talking about that next?
2: Oh no, but I know what that (laughs) is. It's actually a really, when you are back in the dunes at night, Mm -hmm. it looks really cool. It's all lit up.
0: There's a, there's a big 1700 Acre property, uh, one thousand seven hundred acre property called the Phillips Sixty Six Refinery. Mm-hmm. They are going out of business and probably looking to sell the land in twenty twenty three. Okay, California State Parks has put into their proposal that they are would be looking at buying that land, seventeen hundred acres of land, um, to be able to renovate it, outfit it, structure it for OHV use. Right. So, um, what they're planning on for this chunk of land is they're going to, they're planning on putting up quote unquote 20 cabins, uh, hundreds of campsites, some quotes saying two to 300 campsites, um, an OHV training area with a safety center and a multi-use tracks for kids and professional riders. So it sounds like, Mm -hmm. what you just were kind of saying, maybe we need to take part of the O eight, the SVRA Oceana Dunes, SVRA and section it off to have kind of a beginner section, uh, training section. And then another section that we can go out and play kind of have a free for all and that they're designated for these different uses within the park.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And, um, I mean, it's still a ways out when they're selling the land. True. And so a year and a half, a year and 10 months. I thought it was more than that. But they um, still have to develop the yeah, land and build everything. It, yeah, mm-hmm. we should buy the land. We buy, and, then we just <laughs> put yeah. and then they can't make it make yeah. it private. Yeah, and then you know it's only going to mm-hmm. be like thirty million mm-hmm. plus, maybe. Mm-hmm. You know, if, <laughs> yeah. especially if you're buying a refinery. Well, yeah, right. <laughs> I'm going to get my own oil. Yeah. <laughs> or my own. Ref- I'm going to make my own gasoline. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it'll. Uh. I mean. I think that's a good idea. I mean, I think that, you know, especially if I think they it'll connect to the dunes Mm -hmm. as is. Yep. And so you can have your, you know, beginning area and then you have your, you know, sort of advanced area. Absolutely.
0: So that's the the thing is they're planning on connecting it to the beach and the dunes um, through OHV trails and hiking trails. Mm -hmm. So they are creating uh, a dual use um, specific uses horse trails, no horse trails. Correct. (laughs) Um, So the other property they're looking at kind of uh, getting a hold of and redoing is the Oso Flacco Lake area. Mm -hmm. And this one I think is a little far-fetched. Okay. Um, And this one has already been designated by the California Coastal Commission as a delicate ecosystem area. It's 120 acres. um, And uh, it already has a lot of recreation there for birding, hiking, going out and enjoying a a quiet picnic. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's at the south end of Oceana Dunes. So it's this area that's already kind of sectioned off from OHV usage. Right. Um, And so the the OHV proposal or the state parks proposal Mm -hmm. is to turn this and open it back up for ohv usage okay um and they're planning on and again another 20 cabins up to 300 campsites and paved and unpaved parking for up to 100 vehicles wow in that area and they would put in a new ohv path from the Flaco bay a lake to um back to the back of the dunes mm-hmm. uh for ohv access to you know have campsites that's cool Um, uh, campsites, cabins, day use parking, and then have a direct access for OHVs to get back into the dunes. Wow. So it means that there would be less usage on the beach by OHVs looking to use the dunes. Mm -hmm. If this Philip 66 and the Oso Flacco Lake get opened up and built out, then all of a sudden, um your designated day use, overnight use, et cetera. I mean, they're looking at opening three hundred and two 300 and two to 300, 500 campsites alone in those two areas. Yeah. So, I mean, that just now, I assume that's separate from the camping out on the beach. So now we're back up to a thousand camping, camp overnight sites, campsites Mm -hmm. in Oceana Dunes SVRA.
2: Right. So So limit there's, I guess there, the state parks sort of goal, it sounds like is, Let's limit what we can do now, but if we can open up these two other ones, it'll rise us right back up to where we were. Exactly. And they're in a
0: controlled, designated areas mm-hmm. where they can maintain, um, get probably more funding by selling campsite tickets and cabin tickets Yeah, um, to, to help maintain and make the place sustainable.
2: I wonder if state parks could just build hotels and resorts and then the CCC would be happy. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, it makes you think, right? I also was thinking while you were saying, talking over there that I wonder if they, like, you know how some lakes are wakeless lakes, mm-hmm. you know, I wonder if there's some, not that I ever want to go slow, mm-hmm. but, um, I wonder if there was some way to make like this, this entire area is only a 15 mile an hour zone, you mm-hmm. know, like until you get out to the, out to the know, dunes, out to the dunes, then, mm-hmm. you know, like, which is the beach, the beach is only a 15 mile an hour zone. hmm Right. So I wonder if you could do like, yeah, okay, we're going to open up this bird sanctuary and mm-hmm. we're going to have vehicles going down this road, mm-hmm. which isn't going to be the, you know, the most audible thing, a best thing for somebody that's watching birds, mm-hmm. you know, and probably not the best for birds because they don't want to be around it either. But mm-hmm. if you keep them slow and you keep them moving, you know, then it might not be that bad. I mm-hmm.
0: I agree. And there's so, and then there's also a 40 acre property down near Oso Flacco Lake, um, that they're looking to open up as well and, um, fence to a 20 foot wide OHV path that would, um, have a, a, essentially a path going through the 40 acre property. That's a fenced in 20 foot wide path so that you can go through and enjoy the area in a vehicle. And I would assume that being a fenced in path, you're going to have speed limits on that because Probably. you can't get out of the way if somebody's coming really fast right? Um, in the opposite direction.
2: So, um, yeah, I think. Well, I don't know. Isn't a, a road lane like 10 feet wide? Something like that. Yeah. yeah so 20, you could be out of the way mm-hmm. or maybe they're having more different direction traffic.
0: That's what I'm wondering. Different
2: direction traffic. If you're, then you can't really, yeah. <laughs> I mean that, I mean safely, but yeah, I mean you might be able to pass somewhere, but who knows? So, um, it's all so that's how,
0: that's what the OHV impact is of this mm-hmm. proposal. Now within this proposal, there's also, um, proposals to take the funding, um, for all of this and put it towards some other interesting things such as a 1 mile a 1.1 mile boardwalk through the dunes between Grand and Pier Avenues. Oh, cool. So, um, you know, where that that 6 mile stretch of beach is, there's a stretch as well up kind of well, closer to town, I, I think.
2: I think it's the it's the uh um I don't know where Pier the pier is f- farther down from, yeah. It's uh so if you drove down Grand Avenue, mhm that's you can enter there. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Um, and then if you turn right, as soon as you hit the, the ocean, mm-hmm. I think then you could go down to the pier. Gotcha. Right. Okay. Um, and I don't think it's thought that, cause there's the, the other gate is to the left mm-hmm. down ground, mm-hmm. grand Avenue. Um, I don't think it's, they were saying between that. I think they said between the pier, um, between
0: grand Avenue and pier Avenue is what they're saying.
2: Yeah. So I'd assume Pier Avenue would be near the pier. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so <laughs> yeah. I, I, and I'm, maybe we should just look it up a little bit, but I think it's the stretch, that would be, so if you come straight down ground, which is like the main drag through a Rio grande and Pismo, um, you would go right to the beach and then everything to the right of that would be a, have a boardwalk. That'd be kind of nice.
0: Yeah. And so the boardwalk would run parallel to the ocean mm-hmm. with two inner loops to go walk through the inner dune vegetation Okay, and enjoy that area Yeah, on foot foot traffic foot hiking foot recreation right
2: yeah yeah. um the other thing that they're going to be looking at sending some of the money from this proposal to can i just say real quick my only mm -hmm. beef about that is the dunes move (laughs) yeah (laughs) i mean maybe if you're in the vegetation it doesn't move nearly as fast but Mm -hmm. i know that i've been on boardwalks that are like being overtaken by the sand dunes Uh so i wonder like how long that'll last how long that all it works yeah lasts yeah, so uh, the other thing they're
0: looking to do with some money is to upgrade the um, the not a mangrove grove eucalyptus grove. Okay, where all the butterflies um, yeah, the uh, migrate at the monarch mm-hmm. grove. Um, so they want to update it, upgrade it, um, put some more trees in and make it more of a sanctuary uh, for people to enjoy. Okay, now that has no access no nothing to do with OHVs. No, but it's in this proposal.
2: Yeah, and the monarch um, migration is a—it's a gorgeous thing. Yeah, absolutely. And the monarchs are actually uh, dying off. So this—you know—if you you put up more eucalyptus, then more monarchs, which more migration, which would be better all around. Mm -hmm. I do have a funny story on that, which involves our buddy Jeremy. um, when w- I think we were still in college at the time, I'm pretty sure we were still in college at the time and we were driving down to San Luis Obispo, Oceana dunes. I was in Bobcat and I was cruising down and he was on his Harley mm-hmm. and we were blasting down the freeway and we got down to the dunes or whatever. And I, you know, I think he ran off to go grab a Jeep or something. Um, and then we got, we're out on the dunes. I was like, Hey man, how's, how was the ride down? He was like, It sucked. I'm like what? And it was, and it was during uh, migration season. And he oh, said, "For the butterfly, for the the he's like running into a butterfly at fifty, sixty miles an hour, seventy, whatever he was doing." hurts like hell <laughs> even through all the leather jackets and everything he had just like it just smacks you and he was and there was there's thousands getting of shot by paintballs exactly and he was like just getting whacked all the you know like smacked with these paintballs as he's driving down the freeway <laughs> that was that was and I was like my window was covered it was yeah. like yellow you know and uh, I was like I was having to use the wipers and clean it off Jeez. as I was driving down but yeah it's which isn't the best for the butterflies. Yeah. <laughs> but well, was what are you going to do? Shut down the, the, the Freeway? highway. Yeah. Shut down the highway during We're migration. Time? Highway one because the migration,
0: the if California Maybe. coastal commission really wanted to stand by their word and what their reasoning is. Then absolutely. That's what they should do. Mm hmm. California Coastal Commission should shut down the highway yeah. during
2: the migration. Yeah. If you live in Arroyo Grande, <laughs> Pismo, Napomo, you're not allowed to leave mm-hmm. or drive anywhere. No. Because it's migration season. Yeah. Same with Monterey. Yeah. Monterey's the same way. Yeah. Huge migration it's a, It's a
0: delicate Monterey. ecosystem area and you're mm-hmm. impacting
2: the ecosystem. Oh, yeah. I took out a solid so, like thousand. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. that was me. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, how many cars drive down highway?
0: Yeah. Well? I went up over uh, Donner, yeah, Donner Pass one time with a, a butterfly migration going on. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you just look, there's just the highways covered in these little black <laughs> things. Yeah. And you're just like, well, 15, 20, of these things mm-hmm. died today.
2: Yeah, if they're going to plant yeah. more trees, then mm-hmm. they need to limit the cars going down Highway 1. So mm-hmm. more butterflies can get to those trees. Yes. Yep. So anyways, I'm just, we're just playing
0: devil's <laughs> yeah. argument with the so, coastal commission's mm-hmm. logic here. Yeah. But, um, so the argument, the, so that was kind of the proposal and those are the main points of the proposal that yeah. state parks put forth. Um, I think it's a fair proposal. I do too. Um, the, uh, one of the, it's, uh,
2: it's a good compromise.
0: It's a great con. It's a it, good compromise. because you know, yes.
2: this The coastal commission says we're going to close it mm-hmm. and the state park says, well, hold on. Mm-hmm. You know, what if we cut, a lot of this stuff down and reduce reduce people coming in, reduce the amount of people that can camp, mm-hmm. you know, limit areas to some extent, designate des- areas designate a little better. Mm-hmm. A little better mm-hmm. um, and then have the opportunity to possibly to start building out new areas, mm-hmm. you know? And so I think it, you know, it's like
0: in the proposal as well, I should say is restoration projects. Yes. As well. Okay. So using the funding of the proposal, towards restoration projects for the snowy plover for the quote unquote, uh, silica dust issues. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and for some of the vegetation. Yeah. So there are restoration proposals in this proposal as well. Right. So,
2: yeah. And so, uh, definitely. And so I think it's a very valid compromise. Um, and, and I'm glad, you know, Instead, you can't be having two organizations that are this massive, just butting heads and say, no, we're going to stay open. No, we're going to close, you know, like they (laughs) They get to a stone wall. You can't, you can't do anything. You've got to have a
0: compromise. Yeah. So, um, I've always heard that, you know, you're doing a good job as an organization, um, with, uh, um, a law, law creation, Okay. When everybody is pissed at you about the final outcome of <laughs> whatever is coming out. Okay. And so uh, the the vocal off-road enthusiasts are upset about it because it doesn't really open up any more access to the park. Mm-hmm. Um, and California California Coastal Commission is still pissed about it because vehicles are allowed at all.
2: (laughs) Yeah. So it's still open.
0: It's still open. So, um, the, the California coastal commission came back and said, um, no, this isn't going to work because, um, the area has already been overly damaged and needs to be restored. And all the damage is 100% due to vehicle usage in the area. So we need to remove the vehicles from the area. Right. And, and that's their, and their arguments for that, their evidence of it is the snowy plover and the silica particulate. Right. Studies. Yep. Um, the problem though, with that fun, with, with restoring the area is that there's not a whole lot of funding available for restoration projects to, uh, natural habitations, ecosystems. um, The California coastal commission certainly doesn't have a lot of funding to put towards restoration projects Mm -hmm. and state parks by itself as a, as a giant entity does not have a lot of funding for anything. No. (laughs) Um, the only reason why Oceana dunes has a lot of funding to do these projects and do this proposal and put this forward is because of OHV fees. Um, they get OHV grant money. Any SVRA in the state park system gets OHV grant money. Where does that money come from?
2: People coming into the parks, people coming into
0: those particular parks, but uh, it also mainly comes from, um, our four by four registrations when we register our vehicle every year in the state of California. It also comes from green sticker registration and red sticker registrations. So Hmm. all the money that goes and people complain, I have a four by four and I'm paying an extra two to $300 on top of my California vehicle registration. That two to $300 is going into the ohv pot of money yep to run stuff like this right okay so um and anybody who whose land is designated for ohv recreation gets to uh do grants from this pot of money to help make ohv recreation sustainable so um uh, so essentially what This is happening here is if OHV usage now just up up and leaves Oceana Dunes, no longer allowed, then the state parks and systems and California Coastal Commission is no longer allowed to use OHV money towards restoration projects in the area. Yeah,
2: for that land.
0: For that land. Yeah. So now we're kind of in a little bit of a pickle.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Right. Because the Coastal Commission isn't going to restore it. They don't have the money to do it. Yeah. And the, uh, state parks can write grants and try to get that money to restore it, to do the work for it. But
0: it can't, it won't come from OHV funding, but
2: if they're closed, it won't come from there.
0: Yeah. So they can't do it. Yeah. So where now are we going to get the funding? So the California coastal commission is arguing that if, uh, we don't, if we didn't have OHV usage, then we wouldn't need the money to save. The birds is what they're big. Cause that's their big argument right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're saying that we uh, uh, the off-road community is arguing that cutting off OHV access is limiting public access to that area.
2: Say and that again. Cutting that
0: in- off OHV access. Yeah. And vehicle access. Yeah. Is limiting public access. Well, yeah, I agree. It is. California coastal commission is saying that it's not because they want to still still
2: hike out the six miles.
0: Exactly. Mm -hmm. So you can still hike out and go horseback riding and take your mountain bike out and do all these other things. As long as there's no engine or motor involved. Hmm. So, um, they, they went on to say during the pandemic, people finally started accessing the beach on horseback on foot on a bicycle, People were surfing and people were like, wow, it's really nice to be out here and not have vehicles, you know, whizzing by. So my rebuttal to this is then go to one of the other fucking beaches in the area.
2: Yeah. This is like, the same argument as uh, our buddy John Allen had about closing um, Ford Ice and the committee trail.
0: Ding, 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 ding,
2: ding. <laughs> and that's exactly where I was leading with this. Okay. Is that you guys,
0: we... Yes, your form of recreation is quiet. You like your quiet recreation. Mm -hmm. We like our loud recreation. Why is my recreation any better than yours? Why is yours any better than mine? It's not. Sure. But we all need to be able to have places that we can recreate and enjoy our recreation. This is the last spot in California, in the state.
2: In the state park system.
0: In the state park system that we can go and enjoy a beach with a vehicle. Mm -hmm. If you take this away, we no longer have access to that recreation opportunity.
2: Right. And how many other beaches are there for you to go surf on?
0: Exactly. (laughs) I mean, if you want to go to another beach, let's uh, let's talk about just places in San Luis Obispo County. There's Avila, there's Cambria, there's Caiokas, there's Grover, there's Harmony, there's Los Osos, Morro Bay, Nipomo. Don't go to Napomo. We already talked about yeah. that. Pismo Beach, Shell Beach. Um, I put Napomo on here twice. Napomo. <laughs> San Simeon. <laughs> um, there's, there's tons of other beaches in the area mm-hmm. that have public access to them. Yeah. Why do you one? Why are you pushing so much to enjoy this beach and get rid of our recreation opportunity when you have 10 others that are super
2: easily accessible because yeah, it's five minutes from their house. Yes.
0: <laughs> That's why. Right. Yeah. Um, and so it's, I'm just like, I'm getting really fed up with, um, people. If as you take more and more off-road vehicle recreation opportunities away from vehicle recreationists, you're going to squeeze us into tighter and tighter and tighter areas. As we are now hitting a point where off-road recreation is exploding and our population is becoming more and more and more and more. And you're taking that population, squeezing them into tighter and tighter and tighter yeah. areas. Now, this, the recreation that we are doing is 100% not going to be sustainable to those areas. Nope. Because we're getting so many more people that are being forced to go to these areas.
2: Yep. They're just going to have to, I mean, the, the long thing that, or the rule that's going to have to happen is they're going to only, you're only going to allow so many vehicles in. Mm-hmm. And if you don't show up in time, you're not going to get in, mm-hmm. you know, and that's the only, or one it's going to own- go
0: to a permit system like the grand Canyon is or yeah. other places. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, is that the answer going to a permit system and, and limiting it? I don't think no. it is. I mean, that's the whole point of having recreational opportunities and public lands.
2: Right. Yeah. So that, or it's going to have to turn into a private sector
0: yeah one or something like that I think is gonna like, have to happen like
2: good chunks of the rest of the across mm-hmm. the rest of the nation where you know the, you'll have a, somebody that owns that land and will allow oH vehicles on their land mm-hmm. and even then they limit how many people are out there i'm mm-hmm. sure yeah. you know um but then these government agencies can't necessarily i mean they can always do um, what ominate domain ob, on whatever it's called yeah where they can just Eminent take, domain in, intimate domain mm-hmm. where they can just take your land but mm-hmm. It's a lot harder at that point, yeah. you know, that's why we should buy the Phillips
0: Buy Buy the Phillips 66. <laughs> Who's in finally, with me? Let's go. That's where the, all the patron funds are going from now on. <laughs> yeah. No, um, for the next hundred years. <laughs> right. So, um, I don't know. I'm just like it, the other problem with squeezing off roaders into tighter and tighter areas is that off roaders eventually we're still going to do off road recreation. Um, we're still going to want to do our recreational opportunities and have our recreational opportunities. Yep. It's a human instinct to do that. If we took away all the hiking trails in California, in the United States, right? People are still going to go out and go hiking. Mm-hmm. They just won't be on a trail anymore, right? If you go and take I'll away parkour, yeah, exactly. They're <laughs> going to go do parkour through the, the giant Sequoias. Mm-hmm. So um, I mean, people do damage no matter where we go. That's why boardwalks are set up in dunes. That's why hiking trails are set up through giant Sequoia parks. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why um, the the whole thing, I think it was in 2020, maybe 2019, where um, all the flowers down in SoCal started yeah. blooming. I uh, forget what it was. Uh, it was like a yeah. massive blooming it was a thing, super bloom. a super bloom, yeah. and the area got destroyed mm-hmm. <laughs>
2: by hikers. Well, and vehicles driving and vehicles in, driving through that I mean, wanted to just go up and take a photo in the, in mm-hmm, the super bloom. Mm-hmm. I loved looking at, or I didn't love it, but I thought it was funny looking at the people like, here's a picture this way of me, me in the super bloom. And here's uh-huh. a picture the other way of like a hundred cars parked uh-huh. and driving across, you know, the land and mm-hmm. driving in areas that they shouldn't be driving.
0: Yeah. So it's not, it's not the recreational opportunity that is the problem area here. It's the people aspect and having more and more people going out to more and more confined to places. Mm -hmm. And I, that's what the problem is. Um, Shutting stuff down is not the answer. It's not how we're going to fix any of the issues of the California coastal commission is having down there. Shutting things down is not going to fix anything. Nope. Um, I want to say opening things up further will help spread out the wear and tear on the, Area, and by keeping it open, we r- maintain and keep a very valuable funding pot of money sure. to continue restoration projects and find ways to do this sustainably.
2: Mm-hmm. I think uh, you know that's funny because this kind of falls right into our geo tagging episode. Oh, it does, you know, huh? <laughs> to, to some extent. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's like because because a lot of people are going out here and ruining this area. Mm-hmm. What really needs to happen is we need to teach the people on how to do this sustainably.
0: Yeah, 100%. Um, and so it's like, I don't know, I'm just getting really fed up with this and I just see this happening more and more. And we saw it down at Carnegie SVRA. Um, I want to say this past weekend, a week ago, um, there was a popular trail down there. I want to say it's like Sand Mm -hmm. Canyon or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, that the park has been slowly shutting down right from the end of the trail back to the trailhead slowly shutting down more and more and more. Um, and so finally, I guess some off-roaders went in there and, uh, put in, installed a winch anchor point in the rocks to get through kind of the gatekeeper, the trailhead of that trail. And, um, they did a lot of damage in the area and which is totally not what we're supposed to be doing as off-roaders. But, um, the park ended up, shutting the trail off altogether. And what did, what did some off roaders do?
2: They broke through,
0: they broke through and said, screw you. I'm still going to go here anyways. So I'm not saying I'm not advocating at all for that type of behavior. But what I am saying is I'm just noticing a patterns of, as any outdoor, any recreational opportunity gets squeezed into more and more finer containment areas, you're going to end up having more and more and more problems. You're not solving any problems by doing that.
2: Right. I agree. I think that, you know, it's an easy, you know, thing to say. It's like, well, if you have a thousand people that want to go out into this area Mm -hmm. and it's doing damage, you know, is the, is really the answer to, you know,
0: make the area smaller for make those the thousand area people. Smaller <laughs>
2: for those thousand people. Yeah. Close the area so nobody can go out there, or double the size. Yeah. So now those thousand people can are doing you know air quotes half the damage mm-hmm. that they were doing to mm-hmm. that one area. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so it's really, uh, I think it's an obvious sort of solution that's like, okay, you, in really what you need to do is you need to give us more places to go.
0: Yeah we need to be able stop. to spread out in responsible ways. I'm not mm-hmm. just saying open up willy-nilly shit here and there. Yeah. Um give us designated routes, give us designated areas that helps us spread the load of the wear and tear on the land mm-hmm. and the the ecosystems that we are impacting.
2: Yeah. And I think this is also a um there's a cry for help here mm-hmm. for um, trail maintenance and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, keeping the trails clean and main doing the right thing while you're out on the trails, you know, and because every it seems like now any and every action that is ill mm-hmm. is al- always pointed towards closing things down. Absolutely. You know, and as much as I like as much as I love like the beat, not babied page. Mm-hmm. All that is, you know, like if it shows somebody going places that they shouldn't be going and uh-huh. they're posting it online and they show it thousands and thousands of people are seeing it. Mm-hmm. Now you're getting somebody that's viewing it. That is an advocate for, you know, Sierra Club, Sierra Club <laughs> and they're getting uh-huh. ammo for their, you know, for the fire, mm-hmm. you know, or fuel for the fire mm-hmm. from, you know, these people that are posting these things up there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's a uh, it's. Social media has done a lot of really good things. I think it's also doing some harm to us and our vehicular recreational opportunities. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, I don't know. It's it's frustrating. Yeah, <laughs> because we need to be able to fight and maintain our vehicle recreation opportunities. And um, I know it's super frustrating when somebody says you can't go over there. But it's like there's some a lot of times there's a reason for it, but are those reasons now becoming the problem Are are we just saying, you know, because you guys can't take care of something, you can't maintain something. Um, we're just going to shut it down or should you actually try and do something to fix and remedy that situation by taking care of maintaining it, setting Mm -hmm. up a maintenance plan, setting up a land management plan. Right. So, um, that's my argument. Yeah stop shutting stuff down. You're just going to make the problem worse.
2: Yeah, I, I agree. I think a lot of us out there do, Mm -hmm. you know, and you know, to have the, the coastal commission come in and just say, Nope, this ain't good enough. Yeah. You know, there's still vehicles out there. You need to, Mm -hmm. you know, get rid of the vehicles. Yeah. That's the same thing is happening. The
0: same thing's happening in Moab right now. I alluded to this beginning of the, Mm -hmm. of the podcast, the episode here. Um, there's a lot more foot traffic, Coming in and enjoying Moab right now. It's a beautiful area. It really is. Yep. And uh, there's a lot more foot traffic coming in and they don't like all the vehicles. Right. And there's so a lot now, of mountain biking that happens. There's out a lot there. of mountain biking that happens out there and mm-hmm. they don't like the vehicles. So mm-hmm. now there's a, there's, you know, becoming a big and big push, especially with kind of the more of the shutdowns during COVID when people weren't able to travel out there as much, mm-hmm. the people that are more local are now pushing to get rid of more vehicles out there. Yep. So what makes your recreational opportunity better than mine, superior superior Mm -hmm. to mine? I'm not asking for hikers to stop being have access anywhere. Nope. So that's my plea. And we're, we're seeing this happen firsthand um, here in Oceana dunes and it's now making its way over to Moab. Um, yeah, I think the message just needs to get out there more and that that's my, my argument and my plea and why I hope that this podcast does create some, some conversation there in that Mm -hmm. area. So agreed. Yeah. That's all I got.
2: (laughs) Uh, Sounds good. I think that that's uh, I think our message is being heard. If, especially if you've made it to the end of the podcast here, you know, it's like, I think the real, you know, like we've got to stand up for ourselves. We've also have to behave correctly Mm -hmm. and um, we have
0: to police each other.
2: Yep. And we have to work with every asset of the off-road community. Mm hmm. And I think that might not just the off-road
0: community. We need to work with the other uh, recreational opportunities. That's right. I mean, mean,
2: yeah. Any outdoor activities. Yes. Yeah. And I think that will sort of will lead us into our next Monday's topic. I think so too. So
0: we'll leave it right there. How's that? Sounds good to me. Cool. Um, you guys know how to get a hold of us. Um, would love to hear some of your feedback, would love to hear some of the, the arguments one way or another if you want to play devil's advocate about this topic. Um I think it's worth it's a conversation worth having no matter what side of the coin you're on. So uh shoot us a message, shoot us emails. Uh we love hearing from you guys, as always. So and don't forget the reviews. We'll be doing the reviews moving forward. So once we hit 500, you'll we'll do a one in 500 drawing for a winch. And I think that's about it. You have any final words for everybody, Jimmy or shit. <laughs> and with that, my friends keep crawling.
2: I got one for you. Okay. Why does Han Solo like gum? Like gum? Gum. Because it's chewy? Yes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Nice job. (laughs) I win.